With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's uh, bring in Chris Weber, who is going into the Hall of Fame. Do I have to call you Hall of Famer now, or do I? Can I wait till next year, Chris? Hey, man, I don't know, man. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do is cool with me. Okay, but does your wife call you Hall of Famer? How's it work around the house? Oh uh, hell no, she's huh? happy, but I know she'll never call me that. She'll, you know, she maybe she'll call me Hall of Famer when I'm taking out the trash or something. Yes, you know, playing with me, but. <laughs> No, my father, he did it when I called and told him. And uh, it was it was a really it was a really cool feeling having him be the first to say it, knowing that, you know, my dad has never called me anything but boy or son or hey, you know, my whole life. So it was pretty cool. How emotional was that for you when you called your dad? You, you know, tell the truth, Dan, I'm really like uh, still kind of this, I wouldn't call it a state of shock, but it, it, uh, the weight of it hasn't hit me. I, I know what it means, or I, I'm continuing to learn what it means. Uh, but when I called my father, that was a special moment. You know, uh, you know, the parents, they go through everything. And just being a father of young kids now, I can't imagine how my father and mother did with five kids that will be married 50 years this summer in July. So <clears throat> it was a special, you know, special moment for him as a guy from sort of Mississippi. He was just going through his life saying, you know, it's really cool I did it, but as a father, he never thought as a child, when he was a child, that, you know, he would have kids, uh, you know, kind of do what his kids have done. So it's awesome. You think Robert Ory's a Hall of Famer? I think he's, I think he's known for winning. I think the teams that he's won championships for all said they wouldn't have won without him. Um, I know he took one for me, <laughs> so I definitely have to, uh, I definitely have to, you know, put him in there just, just because we just, we, you know, we talk about all these clutch players and guys are clutch during the regular season, guys are clutch during their whole career, but has there been anyone more clutch than Robert Ory? I don't know. 
Yeah, I wondered about that, though, because, you know, he didn't even score 10,000 points. He wasn't a starter. But when a game was on the line, he was the guy that you had to account for. You can't write the history of the NBA without Robert Ory. But I wonder what that cutoff is. I mentioned that Derek Fisher has five rings. He's played in, the I think, as many postseason games as anybody in history. And I think he's tied with LeBron. So I don't know. You know, we've been talking about Julian Edelman with the Patriots. Is he a Hall of Famer, even though he wasn't a Pro Bowl player? Like, it's kind of weird that, you know, you're trying to figure this out. Uh, it feels like a moving target. Yeah. And, you know, Edelman was one of my favorite players during the playoffs. You didn't care what he did during a regular season. You know, he was going to be in that little slot position and kill you. You know, man, I really – um I don't, Wait, I don't are know you anymore. a Patriots you know, fan? How many every year? No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Lions fan, recovering Lions okay. fan. But and we're gonna, we're gonna win this year. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm a fan of different players. Like for instance, this year, watch out for the Rams. I have them early. They're going to the Super Bowl because they have my quarterback. They got my quarterback, and so oh. I'm following them. But um, I was just, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be good. But um, you know, it's really hard to tell. The last few years. I've been thinking about these conversations and preparing players and stats and things. And it just kind of, it really gets messy when, you know, you don't have any metrics to, you know, compare against. And so it just turns to pain. The uh, Warriors with the Lakers last night, what did you see that would be of concern if you're a Lakers fan? Uh, the slow start of the Lakers. Uh, the fact that uh, they had to take Drummond out. Uh, you know, I thought that Drummond was the prize of the of the season because I thought if he just came and did what he's supposed to do, and that's just rebound, just put back shots, um, just play defense, I, I thought they were going to be really intense and really tough. I still think the, the Lakers are my favorite with, with those three, but um, it, it would concern me the slow start uh, that they got off to because you can't really do that in the playoffs, especially not against uh, great coach teams like Phoenix and others. But you got Phoenix now coming up. Would the Lakers fare better against Phoenix than they would Utah? That's a good question. I, I think the Lakers are just when, when they're playing down defense. I mean, defensively, when Vogel is done with them, I, I just love it. And so defensively, they're so long and switch to communicate. Um, whether it's Caruso or whether it's AD. And so I like them defensively. I don't know who would be the tougher. I think Utah is probably happy that they get to wait and hopefully get their point guard back. But right now, I just think that no matter who LA's, no matter who the Lakers play, they're going to have to play with the same sense of urgency because uh, they, don't have, uh, they don't have that room to just play around. When you get switched on LeBron, what's that feeling like? Whoa. Uh, the first thing you do is look at what – ball he has the hand in, what hand he has the ball in. Then you try to shade him to that side, and then you're going like this, which means y'all better be in the back and, and help. You know, I was there I was there in Detroit, man, and um, I really honestly thought that the Pistons, you know, was going to be my first chance to win a championship because that was one of the best locker rooms I was in. And he had 25, I think, on us in the fourth quarter, and I had never seen anything like that with some of the best defenders on the Pistons that I've ever played with. And so he's so strong. First, his IQ is incredible. He's so strong. He takes the shots that he wants. And then right when you think that you're doing your best job and help comes, he finds somebody else in the corner. And, you know, I mean, Bowie Gibson or whoever hit six threes on us because we were going after LeBron. So he's, he's one of the greatest just because um, – 
he understands how great he is and he's unselfish so he's tough does he talk trash no nah, he wasn't talking trash to me no but i mean i think he did maybe the ripping guys he knew a little bit but no you know he's gonna i think he studied jordan and, and those guys so he waits for the big shot or the big moment and you know kind of talks junk with his gestures or his eyes you see him hit the three last night and stay calm that was kind of a gesture right there you know in itself but jordan, like i don't have to talk junk because but jordan <laughs> didn't talk until it was a big moment so during the early part of a game he wouldn't say anything Oh, no, Jordan would talk. All the, no, yeah, Juwan and I, Juwan, uh, thanks for the shirt, by the way, Juwan. Juwan and I, um, <laughs> Juwan was from Chicago. We could play against uh, Jordan in the summer, those type of things. And so we would talk to Jordan because Juwan and I felt like we had nothing to lose. And <laughs> let's just give it our all and have some great stories to tell our kids about. So, yeah, Jordan, <laughs> oh, he, he would talk from the – if you wanted to talk, he would talk. And, again, I, I think I told you the story about the playoffs – when we got off the bus <laughs> and inside of a non-smoking building, Jordan smoking a cigar before the game, standing and leaning on his Ferrari <laughs> as we're getting off the bus. And he goes, hey, Chris, Juwan, who's going to check me tonight? And we were – I've always prided myself on being like the best teammate. But this night I let my man down because – we both looked back and said, Calvert got you. And uh, <laughs> he gave us 55 in a playoff game. Uh, he gave Calvert 55. He didn't give you 55. Uh, he probably gave me about 17 of them. But uh-huh. we just, I mean, I, Calvert looked at us too. It was, it was, it was <laughs> he looked at us so helpless, like, really? Really? You're going to do that to me? So, <laughs> sorry about that, Calvert. Uh, Hall of Famer Chris Weber joining us on the program. That was a nice moment with you and Jalen Rose on uh, ESPN. Uh, don't know. It's a long time coming, but is it more than that? Or was it just that that moment that you guys got to share? It was just that moment. Um, I didn't know he was going to interview me. I uh, thought Maria was. And, you know, right before the interview, uh, he interviewed me. And so um, everything I said there, I meant, and I said it, you know, before in other interviews. But he knows. I mean, I mean you got you to go into a room and talk, fight, wrestle, something. You know, so that was a great moment. But from all the papers, but from what I heard, you know, we made up and things like that. We still have to talk with Roman. So that was the first time we talked. Um, it was an awesome moment, especially for our, our parents, our family. I love his sister. You know, our families are, are close. Um, but, yeah, no, we still have to talk. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times you'll have family members who don't talk to family members, but everybody else in the family goes, why don't you two just get in a room and talk? Yeah, that, that's, 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 you know, um, what happens uh, up until uh, the day his beautiful mother um, um, had her home going. You know, our parents were close, you know, every, everybody's close. That's, that's what it is. It's just an issue of, he knows what it is. We just have to go into a room and talk. That's just, that's, just, that's just the way that I am. I've always been like, okay, I get the world. I get, you know, the games and everything, but true friends should be able to, you know, talk and have fun. But who knows? Maybe, you know, we'll be you know, sitting up there arguing on TV one day. You never know. So, you know, I think that's coming. Uh, relationship, you know, talking all that, but no, that was our first conversation. And, and you know, it was, a, it was a really, uh, it was at a, 
lives out a really cool time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that somebody played with at the age of 13 is actually on one of the best networks ever in sports and they get to introduce you. So it was, uh, it was a moment of, you know, whoa, I haven't talked to them all. It was a moment of, wow, this is pretty cool. Remember the stuff we used to do. And then it was just more so of, you know, just being in the moment. So I, no matter how it happened, I appreciated the moment. I appreciated being able to share that uh, with all of Detroit, you know, having Jay do the interview. But yeah, we, we didn't talk, but it wasn't awkward. Hopefully it's a start. Yeah. Hopefully it's a start. Uh, congrats on the uh, the Hall of Fame, Chris. And uh, we appreciate your time as always. Love the stories and uh, hope to uh, talk to you again soon. Hope to talk to you soon. soon. Thanks. That's uh, Chris Weber, member of the 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame class. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. 
Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Let's bring in Robert Ory, the Lakers analyst, Spectrum Sportsnet, seven-time NBA champ. You can check out Big Shot Bob podcast. That's uh, new shows every Wednesday. This week, Vernon Maxwell. That'll be fun. <laughs> he talks uh, NBA fights, trash talk, his time in Houston with Bob. Uh, other guests, Steve Kerr, Mark Cuban, Jeannie Buss, Muggsy Bogues, Mitch Richmond, John Sally, and Shaquille O'Neal. Who's the scariest guy you ever played against? <laughs> scary uh like who you know, made you like, nervous dennis rodman kind of made me nervous <laughs> uh you never know what to get out of dennis you can have those days where he coming out and he's a nice guy and then he's a dirty guy so you you never knew it dennis but after i got a chance to play with dennis i realized he's probably one of the smartest players you would ever come across man he was incredible People talk about Alvin Robertson being one of the guys that you just stayed away from and Vernon Maxwell. <laughs> like those were two guys that you weren't quite sure what you were going to get. Uh, I, I, I didn't have a chance to play against Alvin, but playing with Vernon, I, I understand where people come from when they say that Vernon was a guy who played with a lot of passion. Um, and, and people who don't know athletes, you know, when they play a lot of passion, it can come out in a lot of different ways. And I, I tell people all the time, if I have to pick one teammate to play with, it's going to be Vernon because really? I know he's going to have your back regardless of what's going on. You know, I'm not just talking about when it comes to like competing. I'm talking about when it comes to competing. I'm not talking about just as far as, you know, skill set. I'm just saying I'm going to have your back. You could be wrong. You could be 100% wrong. <laughs> and Vernon's going to have your back. He's going to tell you you're wrong, but I got your back, you know. <laughs> so that's what I mean by that. I, I love Vernon to death. He was a strong, fierce competitor. And he's one of those guys when you first come into the league and you have you have to go up against guys like Scotty Pippen, you know, uh, uh, Charles Oakley. Vernon's going to hype you up because he knows how to talk trash, not just to the teammates, but to you to get you fired up. Where were you when uh, Rudy Tomjanovich gave his Hall of Fame speech and then gave you a shout out that you should be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I was actually outside at home. I was recording it. And because my wife and I was doing something in the yard and uh, well, she was doing something in the yard. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, uh, my phone was just going off and my immediately I was like, what's going on? What's wrong? I, I just thought I went to my kids like something's wrong with my kids. And I just kept looking. So I walked in the house and I started watching it. And at first I was like, well, damn. Rudy just straight forgot about me, <laughs> you know, and I thought that, and I thought that's why everybody was talking to text me like, man, did Rudy just forgot about you? And at the end, he gave me that, you know, 
I shout out and I was like, wow, you know, for a guy to take time in this Hall of Fame speech to, you know, to put me and, and to try to, you know, get some recognition for me for the Hall of Fame is it's an honor. You know, that's all I can say. OK, now I don't want you to say it's up for others. I'm asking you, <laughs> do you think you're a Hall of Famer? Um, you know, every person thinks he's a Hall of Famer. And I, I know every guy who ever played this game, um, unless you only played one season, thinks you're a Hall of Famer. Um, days I do and days I don't. You know, I'm going to be honest with you because I look at some of the people in the Hall of Fame and I wonder how the hell they got there. <laughs> and then I look at some <laughs> of the people who yeah, so yeah, they deserve to be there. And it's it's one of those things that's it's, it's debatable. Um, you know, and for me, I'm I'm fine with the debate. And I, lo I love when people say I don't belong because they don't know jack shit. And, <laughs> and I like it when my players, you know, just like when you had Reggie on your show and he said, I do. So when you got your, your colleagues saying that you do, that's all that matters. I can care about, care less about half the people who don't because they never played the game. They didn't know what I brought to the game. Ask any of my teammates what I brought to the game. Came, came to play every day. You know, think about the 16 seasons. I didn't miss that many games. Uh, I, and I played for a long time. I had the most playoff games. Um, I never lost in the first round of playoffs. I know it's, when I say I, it's a team sport, but it takes a, you know, a certain individuals to bring that out. And for me to have all the things I did in this game, I, I can say I did, even though I never made an all defensive team, which I should have my first four years in the league, because, <laughs> you know, think about it, I had a hundred steals and a hundred blocks in, in once in like three straight seasons and never got talked about for a defensive, you know, team so and it wasn't that many guys doing it and for me and and I never and I'm the person that never pubs myself because this game to me wasn't about individual stats it was about going out and doing stuff as a team and winning championships and being successful as a unit because if you're successful as a unit you're successful as a person would you trade your career for Carl Malone's uh no uh, 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 you know, I would trade my salaries for years, but <laughs> other than that, no, I would trade my. Think about it, Carl Malone is. Uh, he has. He didn't. He never won in the finals. He weighs zero for three, zero for four. Uh, I'm I'm seven for seven for seven. You know, and I, I'm not trading that. You know, I know a lot of people will look at what your career where he scored a lot of points, what third leading score of all time. Uh, no, because it's all about winning. It's not about individual stats. It's about getting it done as a team. This is not, you know, singles tennis where you, you would be successful in being a, a single person. But I'm happy with my career. It could have gone better. It could have been, been some things I could have did better. And it could have been some the ways where I, I was more voiceful and wanted to step up because, you know, there's so many times where I look back at my career and you took a back seat, you know, I, 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 that's why I love Rudy T because he knew the skill set I had. He put me out there and he, you know, he ran plays for me. Once I left Houston, I never had a play run for me again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a funny thing. I, think about that. 12 years that's, left. That's hard. I never had a play run for me. Even when I went off in that series with San Antonio playing the Pistons, None of those plays were ran for me. <laughs> uh, if I was going to single out one shot, though, mm -hmm. that I only get to show one shot, what's the one that I show of Robert Ory? <laughs> it, you know, it's everybody knows me for the shot against the Sacramento Kings and, and to, against the, uh, in the Western Conference. And for me, that's one of my greatest shots, uh, probably the greatest shots. But for me, I, if I have to do something personally, it goes back to um, the Detroit Pistons in 2005. Um, my my middle son, Cameron, he was telling me that, Dad, you don't dunk anymore. <laughs> and then I said, OK. And, and in that game, 
you know, when I went off in, in game five in Detroit, I had a really good dunk. And a friend of mine, Opie, Odestead, who does paintings, he calls it the Batman dunk. I don't know why. But for me, I think that move for me would be the one that I would show because it had it had a special moment for me where one of my kids was like, oh, you don't dunk anymore. And then I did it on the biggest stage in 2005 in the final. So at an old age of 35. <laughs> so that dunk. Those paintings behind you, mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool. Those are your seven titles? Uh, yes, those are what Opie did. And and so it represents each title, a shot, it's a progression. And so I did those and I, they're hung in my house. And I just use that as a background because if you see what's behind it, it's a liquor cabinet. <laughs> and because it, and I don't want everybody to know I got a liquor cabinet behind me. <laughs> what, but but you get into the Hall of Fame, we're breaking into that cabinet, right? Uh, oh, yes, yes. You know, it's, it's weird. You would think doing uh, COVID that, you would uh, have a couple of drinks and I, I have it, man, because I was, you know, trying to get back and I went back to school um, and I just been, you know, trying to focus on me because I know I didn't want that COVID-19, meaning those 19 pounds <laughs> to jump on me. Like a lot of my friends, I, I said maybe 12 jumped on me, but not 19. So I got less work to do now that we can get back into the gym. So, you know, but, you know, if I do get in the Hall of Fame, you know, look out, I'm breaking open the good stuff. He's uh, Robert Ory, the Lakers analyst for Spec- uh, Spectrum Sportsnet, seven-time NBA champion. His uh, podcast, Big Shot, Bob. That's a big shot by LeBron last night. Oh, huge! You know, and it's it's crazy how the biggest shots always come. Well, a lot of times come from a broken play. Um, think about that. Uh, KCP was driving, and LeBron thought he had a layup, and Draymond Green did what he was supposed to. Had great de- defense, came over, and KCP was kind of hung up. And so he kicked it back to LeBron. LeBron shot a J from the logo, you know, logo Bron. So it was, it was amazing. What do you see when you see Steph Curry? A machine. Um, he is a perfect example of hard work and dedication and sacrifice. Um, you have those unusual athletes that come in this game and can do things that nobody else can. Um, if you, I think the best thing for him last year was missing last season. Um, getting hurt and then going in the lab and just working on his J. Think about it. When you hurt and you know you can't do much, you just shoot, you just shoot, just shoot. Even though he was a great shooter, he became an upper echelon, he became an upper echelon shooter. Um, his body became fresher. He got stronger. If you look at his body, you look at his body when he came in the league to now, he he is a man now. You know, he was like a little skinny boy. And that, I, don't, I don't say that as any disrespect because a lot of athletes are skinny. But he put on muscle. He got stronger. Like he got faster. And his skill set as far as dribbling has always been, you know, up there with, uh, with Kyrie's. And so to see what he's able to do and, and learn how to escape and constantly moving. I know we talk about guys in this league like Rip Hamilton and Reggie Miller who always move. I think Steph has taken that to a new level because he's constantly moving. So he must be one of the best. He must be in, in shape better in, in any athlete in the league because he's a constant moving. And then to bring the ball up and then have the strength to shoot it from half court with accuracy, this guy's a machine. Now, you played against LeBron, Michael, Kobe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many players have played against all three. But <laughs> Yeah. Magic, uh, <laughs> Dominique. <laughs> is, is there is there any similarities though? Is there a common thread with those three guys? Uh, the intensity, I think, and those three guys were of a very intense. Um, they could carry a team, um, but you know, MJ, I think he just separates himself from when he, when you talk about intensity. 
and uh, Kobe was right there on the edge. And I never played with MJ. I just played against him. And you, you can tell the difference. And I, I was with, when I played with Kobe, it was a different intense Kobe because our whole team was intense from Rick Fox, D Fish, B Shaw, you know, all of us, we were intense. You know, we know called Sha- Shaq and Kobe, but that's why we won three in a row. But I, I just look at the, his Michael Jordan intensity and listening to him and watching him play. I, I think he was just, you know, a very intense dude. He he played with a lot of passion. And that's the thing about it. You know, we always sing a lot of guys like Kobe, MJ, and Shaq. You know, every NBA guy, every NBA guy plays a lot of passion. Um, if they didn't have passion, they wouldn't be where they are. And it's just some guys can take it to another level and some guys just get, you know, noted for that. You know, you got certain think about it, you know, Tim Duncan, one of the best players that ever played this game, he showed no emotion. So people never thought he played with he played with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. He just didn't have antics. And so people would be like, oh, he plays with a lot, you know. Nobody has bigger heart than anybody else. You know, we all have heart to get to the NBA. We all have passion. It's, it's how it's with the God talent. The talent that God graces with but pushes over the edge. And all those guys have the talent that God graces with like no other. So that's what it boils down to. I wondered about this, Robert, watching mm-hmm. uh Popovich last night, walking off the floor. Mm-hmm. I wondered if that's the last time we're going to see him as the coach of the Spurs. I think so. I I, I really think so. I think you know, you know, with him losing his wife and his big three gone, you know, he figured he'll give it one more chance. And and I just don't see him having the desire to do it. Think about it. a pop. Uh, is a passionate guy. Also, he has that fire. But it's time for him to do something else. Um, he's coached for a long time with one franchise. You know, he 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 has a passion for wine. Um, you know, he should do anything. He should be an inspirational speaker. He should go around the country doing that. That way, he can spend more time with his family and and, and get off that court. Let is someone else funny? have that team. Is he funny? <laughs> he he is funny at times. Uh, high IQ, very educated man. Um, very funny, very sarcastic, funny, but he. He is he is so important in a lot of those players' lives is the fact that, you know, when we play basketball, we get so hung up on perfecting our craft that we sacrifice a lot of the time with our families. And he is so intent on making sure guys spend time with their family and understanding the importance of that. You know, and I know after him losing his wife, he probably I haven't seen him since that. I'm sure he probably iterates that a little bit more. I know it with me when my daughter was sick in the hospital, he told me, don't come back to the team until she got until she got out of the hospital. And then I came back. He's like, what are you doing here? She's home. He said, nope, get out of here. And, you know, that's the type of guy that nobody really uh, understands and knows. They just knows him from playing basketball. But he's a really heartfelt guy when it comes to family. That's why he treats his team like that, like family. I'll leave you with this. Uh, how concerned should Laker fans be this year <laughs> with this play, with this team in the playoffs? I think they should be concerned because they have no, uh, they don't have enough continuity right now. You know, they're still trying to adapt um, um, Drummond. They're still trying to put um, AD back in the mix with Drummond, and it's it's a different kind of feel. Um, and if you look at this team, even though they won it last season with a pretty much new team, this is a new team again. Yeah. Um, you got Gasol. You got Matthews, you got Montrez, Harold, all these new additions that they're still trying to learn how to play together. And you see some teams, like when you could put the big three, the first big three in, uh, Celtics together, they just click. This team didn't, re- they haven't clicked 
and and hopefully they find a way to click, but they haven't really clicked yet because of all the new additions, all the injuries, all the protocols. So this team is still learning, and they're and and, and they're in a great bracket, you know. And people always talk about bracketology when it comes to college, but I've learned from day one from Tree Rollins. I know that's the name from the past, but it's all about where you at in a, in in the NBA brackets, who you match up with well with, and. The side that the Lakers are on, there are no bigs, no dominant bigs in that side. And think about that. You know, AD, one of the most dominant bigs in the game. I know everybody said, well, what about um, Jokic? Jokic is not a defensive big. He can't play, he cannot play AD. And so um, I, I think they're in a great back, a bracket. They can learn how to play together as they uh, grow through this um, play. It's playoffs, so I, I think they'll be fine. But the challenge is when they get to the, the, the conference finals, when they have bigs and they have athletic guys, because I'm thinking Utah and, and the Clippers are, are going to meet, and whoever wins that series are going to meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. If LeBron kicked it out to you right now, would you make it? I would throw it to someone else. <laughs> hey, and I usually don't do that. I would throw it to someone else. Because, <laughs> hey, hey, I, had, hey, I hadn't shot basketball in forever. You know, my, my son, who's 15, he's always like, Dad, let's play. And I look at him like, I'll pass it to you. Because <laughs> I, I can't do it right now. <laughs> hey, give me a year. Give me a training. Give me some nutrition. I'd, I'd get, I'll get back out there then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you, Robert. Great to talk yeah. to you. And, uh, Good luck with the postseason. Thank you. Uh, man, thank you. Thanks for always having my back and having me on the show, man. You, you stay safe. That's Robert Ory, Lakers analyst and uh, Big Shot Bob podcast. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place.
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 20 years ago, Odyssey changed the putting game when they introduced the white-hot insert, and now it's the most iconic, most played, most sought-after putter insert of all time, and it's back, which is great news. It's the new white-hot OG, white-hot OG legendary, then iconic now, and you can see the lineup, odysseygolf.com. Brett Walker is amongst the field competing at the PGA Championship in Kiowa Island this week, and Brett joins us after his practice round. How would you describe Kiowa to those of us who will never get to play that course? Uh, it's, a, it's a great golf course. It's right on the beach. So, you know, you could uh, honestly, if you didn't want to play golf, you could just go right to the beach and go hang out uh, on the beach at South Carolina, which is pretty sweet. Uh, fairly long course. I think they said it was probably one of the, the longest um, in the history yet i think they added 200 yards since uh, 2012 so it's fairly long but you get a lot of downwind holes which uh you know the yardage doesn't play that but i'll tell you what the yardage plays that when you play into the wind so some tough holes out there some you know some scoreable holes but uh all in all though it's uh it's a quality course and i'll tell you what the uh you know the the one you see on on video on tv just doesn't do it justice it's a beautiful property and uh, if you've never been out here it's uh it's real uh, try tree to come out and uh, and walk the course for sure so you got a nice view there yeah this is the players uh locker room overlooking the uh the practice screen and in the ocean it's uh it's something pretty sweet for can, sure can you lift up and let us see over the uh balcony there can we can we get a little bit of yeah, a tour sure. here yeah so we're uh oh yeah, wow right yeah that's that's come on that's pretty good pretty sweet it's not bad <laughs> they, so, they have beers yeah. they have beers in the players lounge you know they probably do they're just uh you might have to go to the concession stands to get them <laughs> oh okay well rory probably doesn't have to no they could probably just you know 
Whatever, honestly, whatever you need, they'll get it for you. It's, it's wild. You can ask somebody something and they'll get it to you within, within minutes. So it's, uh, it's pretty special to be, uh, in that same company as the, uh, as everyone else, which is awesome. Who did you want to meet? You know, when you're milling around uh, the driving range or the putting green, are you allowed to do that? Yeah, you can mingle with any of the players, honestly. Um, I was just going to stay low key, honestly, because that's kind of my personality. I kind of just uh, usually fly under the radar. And uh, yeah, if I, you know, if I get paired up with some people, then I'll, you know, talk to them, meet them and whatnot. And maybe in passing, say hi, um, you know, good morning, whatnot. Said good morning to Rory and just kind of kept walking and, you know, <laughs> nonchalantly just was like, hey, what's up? And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I've seen these guys before on uh, plenty of tournaments. So um, making it, uh, you know, you don't need to make it weird or anything. You just, you know, it's just like another player, like another tournament that I've teed up. I mean, I've teed up in hundreds of tournaments, so um, they're just another player. Um, and they, they may have a little bit more uh, history behind them, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, sir, they're still competing like me. So, yeah. How did you qualify? I qualified through the uh, National PGA uh, Professional Championship a couple weeks ago at uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. It's a four-day event, and they take 312 PJ golf professionals and they play a four day event and do a normal two day cut, actually do a three day cut as well. And then they take the top 20 out of that 312 players to go to the PJ championship. And I ended that place and tied for eighth and, uh, snuck my way into the PJ championship. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here and ready to go on, uh, ready to go on Thursday morning. What expectations do you have? Honestly, not much. I just want to play my own game, play the game that uh, got me here. I want to be confident, believe in myself, and do do exactly what I did to get here. And I think if I do that, I think I can have a good chance to compete um, at this uh, at this next level, which is uh, something that I've dreamed about for a long time. And uh, it's happening, and it's cool to uh, be living the experience. So I'm really excited. So expectations, not a lot. Just want to go out there and play my own game. And uh, See what happens. What's the best finish you've ever had? I've won a couple times. I mean, I won twice at Division One level and uh, walked on to Mexico State University and, and won twice there, the home tournament. And then I won uh, the PGA National Stroke Play in February this of this year, um, shooting 13 under par and shooting an 8 under par the final round to, uh, to tie Omar USD and then beat him in a playoff. And so, yeah, so I've won a few times and uh, a couple times as an amateur, a couple t and, you know, once as a professional and um, quite a few runner up finishes in the PJ section stuff. So I was uh, chomping right there to, to get the W and uh, ready to get some more for sure. How much of this is mental this week? Honestly, largely a lot of it. Um, I mean, I noticed that when I got to uh, the collegiate level, from high school to collegiate to um, professional level, every every level has a, a mental component because I believe, you know, as a PJ golf professional, I believe that golf in general is part physical and part mental. It's 50% physical competence and 50% uh, uh, mental um, confidence. And I think... Uh, you need to work on that. And I think neglecting that is, uh, neglecting almost half of your game. So I think if you 
you know, do your technique, do your swing coach and whatnot. And then you, you obviously work on your confidence. I think you can, you can build the right package. And a lot of these players already are do that. And that's why they're out here, especially the, the veterans that have been out here for, you know, 15, 20 years, they know, they know what to do uh, day in and day out and to get it done um, on their physical level, as well as their, uh, their mental level for sure. Are you more likely to get mad at your driver or your putter? Um, neither. I mean, they're both good. I like them both. And, uh, you know, it's uh, maybe the putter, if you had to guess, because I got a few of them just in case, because you can, you can always switch to another putter. And, you know, I was when I was at New Mexico State, Dirks always said, sometimes you need something new to look at. You know, you can do the same thing with driver. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, I like them both and uh, excited to, to uh, tee it up and then also to make some birdies out there. Yeah, I, I wondered about that, though, with the putter, that it feels like they're interchangeable and uh, that a putter is hot or one is not hot. I get, how do you explain that where all of a sudden you go, you know, I went back to this putter I haven't played in a couple of years and I played well with it? Yeah, exactly. I kind of stumbled upon this um, a few years ago where I kind of – have um, almost coined this phrase of capture the feeling. And sometimes just the simple look of the putter uh, makes you feel confident. You're like, wow, I like the look of this. And then you stroke one putt and you're like, wow, the, f- the feel felt good. And if it's a putter that you've used in the past, like I put a putter into play um, during that national PGA event, um, that I had putted with in the past and had, had success with, and it, it brought back good feelings and good memories. And so when I looked down, I was like, Oh, I remember this, this is a good putter. And so simply just the look of it can, can change, um, your mindset. Um, the different length of it for sure can, you know, the different head shape for sure can, if you are, um, you know, if you have a blade or a mallet that can also affect it, but, um, yeah, just the simple look of it. It it sounds crazy, but it it's sometimes as simple as it is. And I like to try to keep things simple. Uh, I think it's easier if it's like that. Well, good luck. I uh, I know have fun, but having fun usually means you play well too. So, good luck sure. with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Good luck, Brett. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.